I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. This episode of Spaces Podcast is supported by Twin Motion, the simple real-time rendering solution to create high-quality imagery, client presentations, and interactive experiences that help communicate your design ideas fast. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Morning, everyone. And you are listening to Spaces Podcast Express. Thank you for coming back, everybody. Jason, before we get into the conversation today, one thing I wanted to point out, I did a poll on Instagram okay. uh, based on our topic two episodes ago, our okay. first one together, um, asking people if they felt that we can design spaces to unify people yeah. and 100% of people agree. That you can. Yeah. No I, kidding. I was a little surprised. That's interesting. 100%. Yeah. And it wasn't just architects. It was a mix of people like not. I was about to ask that. I was like, were they all architects? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, some were, uh, some were non-architects, which huh. was kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, wouldn't be the first time I was wrong. That's for sure. <laughs> be the last man. That's crazy. Hundred percent thought that. You don't. I mean, you never get that. Yeah. Like any kind of survey. Yeah. That's so. crazy. Cool. Well, then, so. whoever said that, start designing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess kind of good to to see and think that people feel that way, and there's hope that because there's I, a I, want for it, maybe too, right? Yeah. Because I think if you feel that it's possible you want it to be possible yeah. and you know, you're hoping for better. <laughs> so that's funny. Good for them. Cool. 
So for today's topic, I wanted to piggyback on a little bit of our conversation from uh, with Great Builds. We talked about dealing with the city in a part of that conversation, which dovetails into a, a longer, uh, older conversation that we had about sort of digital versus paper. And right. I'm recalibrating my thoughts <laughs> about the possibility of going full electronic and kind of cutting out the whole paper thing. I think we can still cut out paper, but going through COVID, I've realized that our industry is highly built on communication, not only just written and digital communication, mm-hmm. but talking, seeing people face to face because you can completely lose track of what someone is thinking about what they're seeing. Sure. And, uh, and I'm I'm sure I haven't had this instance per se with a client, but dealt with this with the city uh, recently, where we were making some changes on a project and had to resubmit to get a what's called an air quote uh, supplemental permit. Sure. So uh, in addition to your original permit, right? And we sent plans to the city, and it was all electronic at this point due to COVID. Right. And uh, the plan checker got the plans and reviewed it. And we ended up going through, again, this is LA. <laughs> we ended up going, <laughs> we ended up going through, I think like seven submittals or resubmittals. Oh, brutal. And half, about halfway through, I figured out they are looking at the wrong thing. Oh, geez. And they were like, we had two mechanic, um, two uh, fan units for a kitchen. Yep. And they were basing all their calculations on the old, like a previous one, patching their old, the old numbers to the new uh, situation. And it took me a while to even figure it out. But that disconnect of not being in front yeah. of somebody and, and them saying, yeah. you know, this is here and then yeah. having an opportunity to understand what their issue is and yeah. say, no, that's not it. This, this is what's what. Right that was missing and we lacked that. So it took a while to even figure out what the actual issue was because we couldn't talk to each other. And for whatever reason, they didn't, they didn't call us, but, um, (laughs) uh, but that's a a lot to ask for our city, I guess. Um, so they, uh, so there was that miscommunication and then finally we figured out that, that they were looking at the wrong thing and then we couldn't get in contact with them to talk through it. So it just like prolonged the whole process. But how long do you think seven submittals plus that, that taking the time to be able to get, how long did that cost you? How many, how many days, how many weeks? Oh, a lot. I mean, mean, the the project came to a stop because of this. And we were like, this can't be this hard. Like this is very simple. And we've run our calculations and all this other stuff. And so we thought we were right. And I mean, we were, but <laughs> they, uh, they were standing firmly that they were, that we were wrong. So we're both talking about two completely different things with no opportunity to converse and say, and figure out what the disconnect is. Well, cause I think that's key though. So what do you think that was three months? Uh, so it was about two months of this two, ongoing two months, process, like a commercial yeah. project or something of that nature. Right. Yeah. So they carry on that space is how many thousands of dollars a month versus, you know, all and then lost revenue and all these other kind of things over miscommunication. Yeah. Right. Which is super frustrating. Like, 
you know, I've been through my own projects. You've certainly seen it on your side and you're like dealing with this, which is not all cities and it's not all people. So that's not entirely fair. Right. But at the mm -hmm. same point, we characterize it in a kind of overgeneralized statement. And I do it too, but it's like, I had projects halt for months and it's like over because I can't get a hold of somebody or because, you know, we'll all know now you got to talk to this guy and whatever. And there's no urgency or, you know, I don't want to say care, mm -hmm. but that's how it feels on our side, mm -hmm. on the city side, because it's like, well, you know, I'll just do what I can do. And oh, look, it, it hit 401, you know, I'll have to talk <laughs> to you tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff or whatever. Yeah. And, it, and it costs people thousands of dollars. I mean, thousands of dollars. Oh, tens and of thousands. Yeah. I mean, it's just so it's so frustrating. So I think, you know, I think there's a lot of things when you get into the digital side, there's a lot of convenience that comes with it. Yeah. Tons of convenience. Because if you think about like, even you and I doing a podcast right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like the ability to do this over zoom or even by phone or whatever, and you don't have to drive, you know, we're only half an hour apart maybe, but it's not going to cost you an extra hour and a half of your day to go do this because it's, it's convenient and it's quick and it's easy. Mm -hmm. And I've had, you know, meetings with people where I can go over paperwork and different things that I email them. And it's like, no, 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 this is, this is where it's at. But I think it's that live component that you're referring to. So my, my assumption would be when you guys were going to this, it's like you, you submit your documents and they review your documents themselves and they send it back. So even if you don't have to be there, like over the counter, like we used to do, right. Yeah. Like, or you still do, you know, but like, um, even if you don't have to do that, but it's like, Hey, let's, let's schedule a quick call, zoom it or whatever, or even like, where are you seeing that? What page are you on? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like, no, no, not page four, page 48. And you could solve all of that. So I think, you know, kind of you and I were chatting about, I think there's some blend of digital informational age stuff that we have to embrace because there is a lot of efficiency that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same point that, that ability to at least talk live, and even better utilize something like this, like a video thing where you can literally flip around and, you know, as I'm gesturing, like, look right here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, at least you could get on the same page quick. Yeah. But I think that's got to be the blend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because, dude, I love being able to have meetings from my house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how, like I'm in a tank top and board shorts right now. You know what I mean? Like, this is what's up, right? Yeah. And, and the amount of time saved and, and even driving the other day, you know, I don't want to say COVID is over, but a lot of the restrictions are over. And so now the freeways are packed again. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just damn, like, I loved it. You know, during COVID, it was like, I could go anywhere I wanted within 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot to be gained efficiency wise there. I think, you know, and, and I would tag it right along with the like work from home scenarios too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that can be traded in, in, in digital form, but you still have to have that communication, like that live catch back and forth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, going back to one of your points about, you know, 401, got to go. Yeah. And that, that's another frustration with the government agencies is that they, they're they so strict about their hours. And um, I don't know what it is. I, I haven't been able to pinpoint exactly what this is, but LA City in particular, it feels like their plan checkers are always on vacation <laughs> <laughs> on vacation or out to lunch one or the other right? i don't i don't know what it is but it feels like every single time i'm in the middle like someone literally emailed me and said your permit is ready please return these documents and uh, from the contractor and then we'll mm -hmm. issue the permit it was just mm -hmm. like friday at four or two o'clock right so obviously it's not going to get done that day For so sure. the contractor 
fills out their paperwork on Monday, send it in probably by like 10 a.m. on Monday, and I get an auto response on vacation. Dude. Like, why did this person even send me an email and start the process when they know they were going on vacation? And it's or say, hey, FYI, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be on vacation next week. Like, you, don't get my hopes up, right? You, you can deal with this person when when you're ready or something. Like, right? I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's yeah. just, uh, and yeah, that uh, that whole leaving right at four o'clock or whatever, it, it carries over to um, like during COVID. It was this when you try to call, you can't get anyone. Mm-hmm. No one at the city will answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And there's only one line, so everyone's calling that one mm-hmm. line, and it's always busy. If you call anyone's direct line, it says to email me. Mm-hmm. You email them, and it takes forever mm-hmm. if they even respond. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, no care to to care about your job <laughs> on that side. From my perspective, it seems. Let's take a quick break to share a little bit about our sponsor, Twin Motion. What if you could visualize your building in a couple of clicks, remove months of the design process, or create a bridge between stakeholders to solve problems before they even come up? Well, our friends at Twin Motion offer simple, real time visualization for architects. Their state of the art technology lets you view and edit your scene on the go in the same pixel perfect quality as the final rendering. Twinmotion seamlessly integrates with other tools like SketchUp and Revit, transforming your BIM or CAD models into high quality images, panoramas, standard or 360 degree VR videos, or presentations. No wonder it's used by industry leaders like Zaha Hadid Architects and HOK. What's more, you'll have access to the world's largest library of 3D assets to populate your scene. Sound complicated? Well, what if I told you that Twinmotion enables anyone to present their biggest ideas in the easiest way possible, regardless of previous CG experience? Or that it uses drag and drop assets and the power of Unreal Engine to truly differentiate your projects? To learn more, visit Twinmotion.com or to download a free trial today, visit our exclusive URL, twinmotion.link slash spaces. That's T-W-I-N-M-O-T-I-O-N dot L-I-N-K slash spaces to try Twinmotion for free. Yeah, I think, you know, I I can't help but agree with you in a lot of ways. And it feels like it's public sector versus private sector a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're ever going to be able to break that stigma. Yeah, I just I just don't know if we can. And for whatever reason, you know, it's kind of like they, you know, like, obviously, I coach a lot of stuff, right? And they say those who can't play coach, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or, uh, you know, those who can't do you know, are the inspectors, you know what I mean? Like, like all that kind of stuff. Right. And part, or those who couldn't pass architect school become plan checkers, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and, and you don't want to say that's the case, but God bless, they don't help themselves at all. You know what I mean? Like they just, and, and, and that's, and that's not entirely fair because I think we talked one time about, you know, my pool project I had here at the house when I was redoing my backyard and went through the whole plan checking process with my contractor, did the whole bit, signed off on everything. And then for whatever reason, it changed 
I don't know, plan check guys or the, the guys that do the approvals. Yeah. The inspector. I'd already put in a retaining wall, all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, now this has got to be set back two more feet. Oh, yeah, I mean, stuff like that. And I'm like, I've already spent $20,000 on this wall. Yeah. It ain't moving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like those kind of, and you just look at him like, but they're like, well, I'm sorry, that's the way it's going to be that he screwed up. And I'm like, uh, uh, you know, like, and then he, luckily the inspector guy that came on site was mm-hmm. super cool, right? He's, he's like, the guy's a jackass. Don't worry about it. You know, like this kind of thing. He's like, obviously, you're not going to move this. Can you do this instead? Yes. Great. No problem. Love yeah. you. Big hug. You know what I mean? You may get you some beers and pizza type of deal and, and yeah. whatever. But it just, you just, you want that like a little bit of compassion or a little bit of that like let me work with you because the funny thing is where where i really don't understand it is all the fees they get off of all this stuff pays your bills you yeah I mean? like those individuals you know, like if you would work with developers a little bit easier yeah be that city that everybody wants to work with mm-hmm. it would create stimulus and, and cash whatever for you yeah. you know yeah um if it wasn't so difficult yeah but i and i wonder if some of it you know, even when we talk about the digital stuff and whatever, I wonder if some of it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if, because even in like our, our we're um, in the building side, like the residential side, you know, even when you see like um, older CEOs, like that other, other generation, you know, moving on a little bit, it, it always takes on a new, a new form, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to start doing this and whatever. And so I wonder if some of it has to deal with a lot of the cities have, you know, a guy that's been there forever. And he's kind of like, this is how we do it. This is the only way we do it. Nope, you leave it for, you know, versus someone that finally takes over for that individual when they retire and move on. And it's like, look, let's try this, right? Mm-hmm. It's the opportunity for new policy and stuff. So I hope, you know, that's what we used to talk about with like the next gen and the BIA. It's like, look, we're going to be the ones that are, that are, that are doing this together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we're the next crop. We're that next gen, I guess, is, yeah. is the idea. So how do we implement those things, right? Because yeah. the digital thing, it took me. I think up until two years ago, maybe three years ago, time's such a warp to stop taking like written notes everywhere I went. And now I do notes on my phone and just email it. Not only is it quicker, it's faster, <laughs> but then I have a digital copy of it and I don't have to worry about saving all this paper or scanning it or doing something dumb like that. Right. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing. When I get into a room with, I'll call it the, the, you know, our, our senior generation, I have to tell them, Hey, I'm not texting or paying attention. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that's the thing, right? Because if, and if we're not cognizant of that, they would look at us like we don't care. Yeah. Right. So I think it goes both ways. Yeah. Right. Again, there's a lot of efficiencies that can be had by it. I think there's a lot that can be gained by it, but you still, even like on zoom, like I, I constantly turn your video screen on. <laughs> like I want to, I want to see, I don't, I'm not saying you're not paying attention, but I want to see your expressions. I want to see how interested you look. I want to, I want to watch your mouth talk. You know what I mean? Like all these other kind of things, right? I can't see your mouth because you're behind a, a you know thing or whatever, <laughs> but, but that's the idea in meetings too, right? It's like, is this person really interested or are they just shining me on? I can't tell that when it's behind a phone, when it's behind an email or when you've got your you know screen blacked out on, on the, on the video call. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a blend that we have to find. That's, I mean, why not? Isn't that the whole idea of like advancing technology, you know, you kind of taking advantage of the new efficiencies that can be created, but don't lose sight of, of what made you good to begin with. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say, I think as far as the generational thing go, yeah, it's a big part of that. I don't think it's that older generation that is causing the issue uh, in, in what you were saying. I think sure. it's inexperienced people that are sticking to a sheet of paper rather than 
real world knowledge to understand that that's not that big of an issue. We can come up with another solution to work within the framework that you have. Totally fair. But that's a whole nother conversation that we'll get into later. Um, To speaking to this specific thing, I wanted to just end off by saying one plan checkers, please. If there is an issue, just take the extra step call the person that submitted the plans to you and talk through whatever the issue is. If it's, if it seems to not be going anywhere, um, that can be beneficial. Take their call. If they call you to try to (laughs) figure out what the issue is. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that communication is super key to what we do. And if you're in any avenue of our end of the building industry you have to understand how to communicate and how to understand someone and to pull out information from other people so that you can address what their issue is and communicate to them yeah did you have something yeah i had one point and i think it goes really well for just about anything and we've all seen it when i say it you kind of said you had seven submittals back and forth right yeah Look, I've seen multiple teammates email people on the same subject like 10 times <laughs> back and forth. Stop. If, if, they don't, if, if they don't get there from an email or a text or whatever in two or three, I understand two or three, yeah. call a timeout. You yeah. know what I mean? Call a timeout and say, yo, clearly something's being missed. Let's be smart <laughs> about this and let's just stop here and go. Because the other problem is, like, especially with email, intercompany or out, whatever, it's like they copy the world. So everybody just gets flooded with all these emails. And it's like, just call a timeout. Yeah. If you don't get the point across in a written form in two or three attempts, that's enough. Like, yeah. don't, don't, you know what I mean? Like, stop, just please God, stop. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and chances are to your point, it takes 10 seconds. Oh, you're on the wrong page. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just, just use that as kind of a rule of thumb. You know what I mean? Two or three times, that's it. Then just get together for five minutes and solve the problem. That would be awesome. So <laughs> agree. So true. <laughs> all right. Uh, So thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back on Thursday. Talk soon. Thank you to Twin Motion for their support of this podcast episode. Don't forget to visit twinmotion.link slash spaces today and try Twin Motion for free. Spaces is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A- blmedia.com If you enjoy our show, you can support us in three simple ways for free. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app if it allows you to. Tell a friend and follow us on social media. Thanks for spending time with us. Talk soon. Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host Patrick McLaney, FAIA former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, 
I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise. From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.